Welcome, Neptunians. It is I, Bobby Neptune, and this is another episode of I Don't Know Yet. So I guess I'm just going to jump right in, start off with my weekly Clubhouse update as per usual. So this week, Clubhouse had a lot of drama. Um, There's a guy by the name of JT Fox, who I've never heard of before. Um, Apparently, he's like one of these coaches that can help you grow your business and possibly make six figures. Um, From the things that I've heard is that this guy is like a scammer, allegedly. And, uh, you know, there's there's articles and stuff on that. And um, he doesn't show enough respect to women and people of color. And that is a clubhouse narrative. Like, you know, that's come from a lot of different people. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, The day after whatever drama went down, there were at least a dozen rooms on Clubhouse dedicated to, you know, how much of a fuck up this guy is. Uh, Then there was actually a room with him in it. Um, His account had got suspended. So, you know, that says a lot about, you know, the situation on its own. But he was able to use somebody else's account and get in the room and take questions on um, you know, why he was the way he was or whatever and explain what was going on. And there were people in there trying to explain to this dude um, where the problem was. And he was not listening to them one bit. So uh, he kept like he, he turned himself into the victim. You know what I mean? He was like, everybody is, is blaming me for stuff and they can't even name one instance. And he wasn't hearing what the people were saying. Um, It has to do with tone. It has to do with context. It has to do with the people that you ally yourself with. Like if you if the people in your circle or the people who are moderating with you are, um, you know, giving negative vibes, treating people fucked up, over talking people, sending them to the audience, you know, mistreating them. I mean, there's there were people on there that said that um, he told people that their ideas sucked. You know what I'm saying? Like crushing their dreams and shit like that. And it's like, you know, that means that you shouldn't even have the responsibility that you have. Like just stay in your little corner of the world in your little office and do what you do. You know, if people come to you for, you know, uh, consultations or coaching or anything like that, then that's fine. But don't try to get on a stage and, and talk to people. You're not a personable person. You don't have that skill. You know what I'm saying? And I guess sometimes when people make money, um, they think that, They are skilled in a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean like they could go play baseball and basketball and shit, but they think that they know how to handle people, you know, because the way that they've handled people in their life has um, yielded results as far as money goes. But sitting down, talking to people and showing love and shit like that, that's not something that, you know, these people are versed in. And I think that kind of leads to another point. Um, You know, I see a lot of these rooms where they say, like, you know, billionaires or millionaires and billionaires here, you know, come in here and, and find out how you can become one as well or marketing tips and strategies and stuff. And a lot of the people who are in there, you know, um, their main goal is to be rich, like the people who are, you know, who have their businesses and and have these ideas and want to try to, you know, get a potential investor or just have somebody coach. They want to try to make some money. They want their business or their idea to, you know, to take off. And, um, you know, having people, you know, it's, it's hard enough to get in the room and share your idea when there's a whole bunch of people listening. And then there's other people that can actually maybe of some assistance just to have somebody shoot you down or speak to you in a condescending manner. So once again, which I've spoken on before, about Clubhouse. It is all about tone and context. You cannot say that you're, and especially if you're like a coach and you're charging people to 
um, advise them on how to be rich. Like, why would I want this dude or, or how to how to make my business uh, successful? Why would I want this dude that's talking down to me and that's speaking in a condescending manner to 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 do anything for me? You know what I'm saying? To help me in any type of way. Um, you know, Clubhouse is definitely got its areas. You know where you know there's people that are strictly there just for followers. There's people that are strictly there to make money from other people. So I would say, like I always say, you know. Um, gain information when you can. I, like, listen, this is a hack of Clubhouse right here. There's so many uh, rooms that you will get seminar-esque information. There's so many rooms that you'll hear people talking that, you know, that they'll tell you to really buy their book to get this information. And they don't even realize that they're dropping some of the jewels they're dropping. So if you, if you, you know, have an idea of what you're trying to accomplish, you know what I'm saying, why you're in there, what information and knowledge you want to get, then bounce from room to room and uh, bounce from room to room that are in the same vein. You know what I'm saying? Like bounce from different business rooms, bounce from different rooms with different uh, people in there that, you know, have a little bit of money, or you know, have a bit of a, a really good um, acumen with business and shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tap into those rooms, but don't make it so much so that you're stuck there. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, you still got to get the fuck off Clubhouse and put some work in. You know what I'm saying? Like it can't like that can't be the thing. And then that's another thing. Like the people who are quote unquote successful, they can sit there and be on uh, uh, Clubhouse for 24 to 48 hours, you know, because they have people who are working their businesses and shit like that. So if you're trying to grow yours, then make sure that you take some time and get yourself off of there and actually put that work in. Um, another thing, like with this online coaching and shit, like I saw some, I mean, these people are expensive too. some of them. Like I saw, you know, I I like to go on a lot of people's actual websites and shit like that. And I see some of their coachings and stuff like that and mentoring like $90. You know what I'm saying? Like $90. Some of them gotten, some of them are so expensive. They have $90 sessions. And then some of them are so expensive that you have to pay like $27 for like three months. You know what I mean? And even if that's not the case, there are a lot of expensive, they may be under 90 you're under 27 but there's a lot of expenses when it comes to that so try like i said you can you can go on youtube you can go on the internet and you can look up seminars for free you know what i'm saying from these same exact people now i know that you like to feel like um because they're talking to you or coaching you one-on-one that the relationship is different. But believe me, the only difference is in the business that they're helping grow, which they may have helped similar, the same businesses all year, or some of them specialize in just those businesses. So you have to, you know what I'm saying? Make sure that you can do whatever you do on your own because you still got a business to grow. Those, that coaching, that mentoring, that, I mean, they say this in a lot of their disclaimers as well. It does not guarantee, um, monetary success. You know what I'm saying? So it's not just because uh, Grant Cardone is mentoring you or, you know what I'm saying? Anybody, any of these people, just because they may be mentoring you, that does not guarantee that you're going to reach their status, that you're going to reach that same amount of money. So it is. It, it makes more sense just to do heavy research on business from a whole bunch of different areas. So you're not finding yourself sitting down dropping money for some shit that you can possibly make happen on your own. And when you get to a certain point, um, a certain status, a certain area, some of these people will come to you and they'll say like, listen, I see what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I like aware of 
you being able to afford them. They're going to come to you because they know that you make it move. So you don't even have to do that type of shit. Some of them might even come to you and be like, yo, I just want to see you. Your success is, 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 is inspirational to me. I just want to see you go higher than that. So what can I do to help? You know what I'm saying? Now, if you already getting money and you know how business goes, then you know that you just going to, that you going to throw them some paper. You're going to throw them some business. So you're going to put their name on something. So it, it yields results in the, in the, in the future. Cause that's how business works. You know what I'm saying? That's how people, um, climb up these steps, you know, making investments, making different quote unquote friends. And it doesn't mean you have to go to their house every day or go, you know what I mean? It just means I'm talking, we're talking business. So, you know, just make sure that you, that you have a clear thought of what you want and that you have a clear thought of a clear understanding that you have a business to run, you know? So even if you find yourself in these areas and these rooms or you think you may need something or whatever, you know, realize that these people didn't have all of these things either. You know, when a lot of these people were coming up to um, becoming millionaires and billionaires or a hundred thousandaires or whatever, there wasn't um, this level of social media. You know, there wasn't this level of like, you know, it just times weren't like this now. So, um, there is a way now where you can get all this information, create a whole routine and lesson for yourself, and it can be a hundred percent free. So, and if you're, and if the thing is, and if you know your work ethic as well, and you know that you, it would benefit you to sit in front of some of these people and be mentored, then don't be afraid that, you know, spend that bread. If you already know how you get down, then you know that that's not a big thing. So, you know, that's just my take on, you know, the, uh, clubhouse, uh, motivational coaches and all that shit. Just keep an eye out. Um, also, you know, this Justin Elon Musk has joined Clubhouse. I, I, I kid you not right now. It is, um, what time? It's like seven or uh, seven something or close to eight o'clock Eastern time. Um, he won't be on until 10 o'clock, like, you know, LA time today, which is January 31st. And, um, you know, which is 12 o'clock. It's going to be like 12 or 1 for me. But right now, there are, dude, there's got to be at least 14 or 15 rooms in my hallway. So I, you know what I'm saying? And I, like, you know, I, like, there's, I mean, I follow a decent amount of people, but there is like at least 12, 13, 14 rooms dedicated to Elon Musk. And they all just say Elon Musk, Elon Musk. It's going to be so interesting to hear. Like, I'm not even, I don't even really want to like hear the conversation. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear it. I'll, I'll listen to the back end tomorrow, you know, but it's going to be really interesting to hear what he talks about because everybody's having all these um, premonitions. I mean, not premonitions, but all of these um, predictions on uh, what they think he's going to talk about and shit. And so there's people talking about Bitcoin, people talking about Tesla, people talking about SpaceX and all that. And it's like, what if the man just gets on there and talks about like anime or like cartoons? You know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, like because he's a he's a he's a person, too. And it's like, you know, you got there's there's a five thousand people room cap. So like at five thousand, you know, no, no more people can come in the room. There's more than five thousand people right now that are just talking about him and, and anxiously waiting for Elon Musk to get on there. So he he has to know that people are going to be trying to ask him every type of question in the world. Bitcoin, all this shit, Dodgecoin, Dodgecoin, whatever the fuck it is. Um, I'm interested to hear, you know, the aftermath tomorrow on, um, you know, what was talked about. You know, he, if he got on there and just talked about, you know, Rugrats and how, how raw Nick Jr. was back in the day. Or if he is going to get on there and just, you know, start answering people's questions. It's, it's really interesting. But the amount of people that are, um, 
you know, Elon Musk writing right now is really, uh, it's really, it's, it's impressive uh, uh, on, on the tip of, of being Elon Musk. And the man is not following anyone yet. Like, you know what I'm saying? As far as, I mean, the last time, I mean, when I, I, cause I went on there like, yo, I'm gonna see what's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna see his, like, you know, see his actual page and shit like that. You know, if he wrote anything or anything and it's just, you know, his followers are going up from what I'm hearing on Clubhouse, like a, you know, a 10,000 every 10 minutes or some shit like that. Um, but, uh, you know, he's not following any goddamn body. So it's like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it is what it is. It's interesting. Clubhouse is very interesting. It's an interesting place. If you get an invite, you know, um, take it and, and, and open it up and see what it's all about. Right now, it's only for the iPhone people. So whatever. I do have one invite. So if anybody's listening to this shit and they do want to gain the Clubhouse experience and they don't... Um, and they haven't, you know, found a way to get in there yet. You know, I got one invite left. So holla at Bobby Neptune if you want to. Um, so that's that. That's 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 enough clubhouse shit right now. Um, I kind of want to move into something that is really near and dear to my heart. Uh, the family of the Claire's. Now, when I say the Claire's, I am talking about the. Um, well, let's just say I, I have a I have a graphic novel that I'm writing called Claire V, short for clairvoyant. And the. Main character's name is Robbie Dane, and he is, you know, the superhero. Um, and it is based on clairvoyance. Now, Robbie himself is way more than just a clairvoyant. Like, he has complete access. He has the access, the cosmic access. But um, that's that's neither here nor there. But he is a huge influence on the reason that I even want to talk about this shit today. So clairvoyance is the ability to see clearly, but... Um, Let's uh, not out of your eyes, you know, using your third eye, your fourth eye, using your senses, you know, and um, you can see past, present or future, you know, through your mind's eye, your third eye, your fourth eye, your senses. And, um, you know, they say that uh, a lot of the thing with with a lot of the Claire's, um, you know, it is said that we have access and we are using those at all times. You know what I'm saying? Like whether we know it or not. Um, so clairvoyance is the beginning, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like that's, that's where I got my start in the Claire's. I honestly didn't even know that there were more, um, that there were more, I didn't know there was like a family of them. Uh, but I think that that's really dope. So the ability to see clearly without actually seeing clearly, um, if you understand what I'm saying. So you could be sitting in your room or sitting anywhere and kind of in that daydream hazy type state and all these images start coming to you. You know what I mean? And they could be images from a past and then you, you know, you may see somebody and then, you know, that you'll, you'll ask, you know, this person, you know, you're, I had this thought earlier and then they're like, damn, that, you know, that was, that happened to me when I was little, you know what I'm saying? Or feelings of the uh, thoughts of the present. So it could be shit that's going on around you that you're just, that you're not seeing. So you could be in the room of your house and there could be a whole bunch of stuff, you know, your, your mom could be on the first floor, um, cooking your dad could be you know in the garage fucking with the car your sister could be you know what i'm saying or you could be at school and stuff could be going on in another classroom but you're like damn near there in that other classroom while you're still in this classroom so um you know it's the ability to be able to uh access these things while you're still just in sit just sitting still and then obviously the future would be it would you know and it could it could vary from you know the shit that something that happens later today to something that happens um you know a year from now to something that happens 
20 years from now. So, you know, those things are the uh, the uh, the things that are involved in clairvoyance, I guess. You know, it's not too it's not too in depth. It's pretty simple, you know, and, and if you sit back and you think about, you know, instances in your life, I'm pretty sure that people uh, have had might be having right now some clairvoyant um, situations. Uh, the next one is clairaudience and that's clear hearing. Um, so that's basically when you hear words or sound, music, uh, anything like that through your mind's eye or through, you know, energy or through the fourth eye. Um, so, you know, that's just, you know, when you're, you know, if you, if you're ever, if, if this has ever happened to you or somebody, you know, or whatever, maybe you've experienced it or maybe somebody, you know, experienced it, but that's when you are able to, you know, you're just walking around somewhere and then you, you know, just hear say, uh, fuck the police by NWA, you know what I'm saying? And then, Later on that day, somebody rides by and their car is playing "Fuck the Police" by N.W.A. At you know, and you happen to hear that, or let's let's just say for there was one time um, with me, I'm like me and my man was smoking some weed, and uh, nobody was home, and I swear we was we was about like 17 at the time, and we both heard this dude's mom call his name. You know what I'm saying? Like we got up, we looked, we went like we went and looked to see if she had gotten home, and she wasn't. And there was nobody there. And then maybe 10 minutes later, she pulls up in the driveway. You know what I'm saying? And um, the crazy thing about it was like, you know, we should we we ain't had we're not supposed to be smoking. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not supposed to be smoking. First of all, we 16, 17 at the time. So we're not supposed to be smoking at this at his house. You know what I mean? So like when that happened, it kind of hit us with that nervousness. So we were like, yo, we better just make sure everything is clean and there's no smell and blah, blah, blah. And it had we not had we not done that. She would have come in and, you know, it doesn't it, back in them days. It, it's subtle. It didn't take much for a parent to be like, I smell some weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it, like you could you could you could puff the shit in your garage outside and then you come back home and somehow they still know you were smoking weed. They still smell it. So, um, you know, that like made us hop up and, and do what we had to do. And when she came home, you know. She found that out today. You know, if she's listening to the if she's listening to the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So um yeah, Claire Audience is definitely a thing thing. And um uh, I'm sure people have experienced that where you thought you heard something, you thought you heard somebody call you, and then it correlates later on in the day, or you know what I'm saying, maybe the next day. Sometimes you might not even catch it until a week later and be like, God damn, I remember when that happened, and then you just put two and two together. Um, the next one is clear sentience, which is which is clear feeling. Now, the thing that they say about this, this is like the gut feeling, and the 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 um, you know, uh, one of the main things about it is that it it requires a a level of a of um confidence you know what i'm saying like just being like yo i feel when you're like yo i feel it in my gut and you go that way you know what i'm saying because some people have gut feelings and they still hesitate on them you know and so a lot of the people who are uh very versed in clairsentience and and sent and and they know how to do it um really you know like flipping on a light switch um when they get a gut feeling you know that's the person to follow if they say i know where the treasure's at it's this way you go you know you go that way um so it's definitely we all experience gut feelings. I know that. Um, and it's definitely something that can be harnessed, like just like all of this stuff can be harnessed. But I think understanding where it, like the base, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that like, OK, the gut feeling could be me being clairsentient and grabbing it when you have it right there and then um, trying to expand on it you know, in the moment. So then whenever that feeling comes to you, you're like, stop, let me try to train this. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's how you can. um 
grow it, you know what I'm saying? And make it and, and, and you know, get it to a level where you where, where anytime you need to figure something out or find something, you can just sit there, calm yourself for a little bit and then, you know, re, re, uh, go straight with your gut. And, you know, it, it, it should yield results. It's not nothing is 100 percent. You know what I'm saying? But it, it definitely in times that I've had to go with my gut, it was definitely the right move. So, um, you know, that's that clear sentience. Uh, the next one we got is clear aliens. And that is clear smelling. And honestly, I didn't even know that that existed. I think I, I, I honest, I thought it was a different. I thought the name was different. Um, but, you know, that's what it says. So uh, clear smelling is, the, you know, it's the ability to, uh, to smell odors that don't have a physical source. So, that, you know, similar to um, hearing music or hearing, you know, similar to the clear audience, you know, you're able to hear things that are coming from somewhere without a source. Same thing. So it's like as if you were to walk outside, you know, and you smelled some uh, some cake, you know, some chocolate cake or something. And then, you know, later on that day, you go home, you go to your aunt's house or some shit and she's like just finished baking a chocolate cake. Or like for me, um, you know, with the passing of my mom, like I often find myself smelling her smell and I don't you know I don't it's not like perfume but it's just the smell of her like just how my mom used to smell you know what I'm saying so sometimes I walk in rooms and be like damn it smells like my mom in here you know what I'm saying and so I feel like that's um you know just her vibe rolling with a with a young brother you know what I'm saying so yeah that's that's um you know and uh cigarette smoke you know weed smoke anything that you can use it's it's any smell that's not coming from a specific source that you can um, at some point or another relate to that to that to that instance. So you'd be like, yeah, earlier today I smelled weed and now I'm here in a field full of weed or earlier today I smelled cigarette smoke. And, you know, at the train station, somebody kept, uh, came and sat next to you and smelled just like cigarettes. So, you know what I'm saying? It, it kind of goes like that. Um, then we got. Clear gustance, which is clear tasting, and that's just it's it, and they're they're all into the same thing. So it's the ability to taste something in your mouth that's actually not there. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, so it, I mean, giving an example of that would be if you taste cake. I'll use cake as another example. If you taste cake and then you know it's not there, but uh, say somebody say your mom calls you and she's like. You know, I'm, I baked your favorite chocolate cake. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So it's kind of easy to deduce what these things mean after we understand that clear means clear. You know, um, then we got clear, uh, clear, co- cognizance, which is clear knowing. And to me, this is one of my favorites. Um, uh, this one is is one of the most um, uh, dynamic ones for me because it is the knowledge of, you know, people, places, things. Um, a premonition would be an example of clear cognizance. And um, it's it's and with that comes a sense of certainty, like, you know, because when you go through these these moments, you feel them, you're there, you know, um, and it's 100 percent real to you at the time. So when it's when when you go through it and you're like, you know, this is what's going on, you know what I'm saying? You're, there's never any. Um, hesitation behind it. I mean, with all of these, there can be a level of, well, maybe that was what that was. Or the like, even like what we know with our gut feeling, along with that comes nervousness. You know what I'm saying? Um, so there's, there's a lot of, uh, with these things, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of unsure and, and uncertainty that can come with them. But with 
clear cognizance, there is just immediate certainty. Like, yo, this is what it is. I know it. I saw it. it I feel it. Let's move. You know, and then there's there's three more. Well, clear intellect, which is clear thinking, clear empathy, which is clear emotion and clear tangency, which is clear touching. I'm pretty sure that um, you guys can figure out, you know, what the what, what those mean. Um but yeah, clear, you know, clear thinking, clear emotion and clear touching. Um, and those are the clears, you know, and I have a I have the utmost respect for, you know, the uh, extrasensory um, community in general. You know, any anybody that's that's on that wave or that knows anything about it is really, really deep shit. And, um, you know, the clears, like I said, have had a really impactful. Um, they've been really impactful on a brother's life. You know, and uh, if, when I do uh, Claire V, the first uh, installment of it will be out uh, next month, hopefully. So everybody can, you know, check it out and, uh, you know, see what it is to be a super powered clairvoyant. Um, and that is that on that. If you guys got any you know, questions about Claire, the Claire's or if you know anybody, I would love to you know, talk to somebody who has any one of these things. So if you're a Claire, if you know anybody that is, you know, falling into the Claire thing, then, uh, you know, holla at Bobby Neptune. So now I want to talk about a person. Since I just talked about some things that were near and dear to my heart, I want to talk about a person that is very near and dear to my heart. Buffy motherfucking Summers. I want to shout out Buffy Summers, Joss Whedon, the whole Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing. Um, She would be 40 this year. And, um, I don't even know how many vampires that is. Like how many, like, you know, how many vampires have you killed by age 40? And then you stayed alive longer than any other, uh, slayer. And, you know, the way the show ended, you opened up a, a, a slayer school and, and, and started unlocking other, other potentials. Like, I mean, I've been a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer since I was in third grade. And my, Father got me, um, the, rented me the video from Blockbuster Video. Shout out to Blockbuster. Um, and all weekend, it was just rewind, 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 rewind. Uh, outside of the fact that, you know, I thought she was beautiful. Um, this, 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 this high school girl could whoop ass, cheerlead, and she was the vampire slayer. Uh, probably one of the dopest movies that I had ever seen in my life. And I was, there was no way I thought that somewhere down the line there was going to be a show after it or comics or anything that, um, you know, or anything that, that, that came after, you know, after the movie. And, you know, when Sarah Michelle Gellar donned that name of Buffy Summers, I think it changed the universe. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, me personally, I think it changed the universe. I used to tell my friends when I was little that Buffy Summers was my sister. And they would spend the night, like when people, when I had friends spend the night, they would like say, you know, try to prove me wrong. Well, where is she then? And I'd be like, well, she's cheerleading. So she's, you know, she's gone for the weekend. Or, and you know, and you can't tell them that she's a vampire slayer. So I, you know, I'd be like, she's just not, she's at her friend's house, you know, because she's older. Um, so, you know, that's how much that that shit that she, you know, affected and influenced me. Also, um, you know, as far as being an author and, you know, Claire V, uh, Robbie, you know, writing about uh, creating heroes and stuff like that. Um, it's totally, totally uh, my top in my top five for heroes, period. And um, as far as 
inspiring me to do so. You know, if it wasn't for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, I doubt there would have even been a Supernatural, the TV show. I doubt there would have been a fucking Charmed. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of these, you know, she set a precedent. That show set a precedent. Buffy set a precedent. And um, as a hero in general to, to, you know, just to show... You know what you gotta go, what you go through in high school. You know to show what you, what what females have to go through, women have to go through. You know younger women have to go through teens love. You know what I mean, um, losing love, and then on top of all that, having to kill monsters. You know what I mean. Uh, it was it's probably some of the best stuff that has come from this universe since I've been in it. So um, thank you, Buffy. Thank you, Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, you know, thank you, Joss Whedon. Um, that's probably one of the illest, illest thing. I, mean, I actually just watched, I just, I, you know, I'm, I started rewatching it again, you know, from season one. So, you know, uh, it's nothing like it. And you want to talk nostalgia. So all my Buffy fans out there, I feel you. Uh, now I want to kind of keep it in the same realm of, of, of mystery, but I kind of want to talk about something that's a little more, um, you know, not it's not comic book, I guess. Uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, so the Loch Ness Monster is 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 similar to Buffy as far as in, in my life, has been around me since I was a child. I have always been overly interested in the Loch Ness Monster um, and sea monsters and other cryptids and shit like that. Like, I, you know, I'm not really a huge fan of Bigfoot because they've watered you down, my man. So if you're out there somewhere, you know what I'm saying? You need to pop up and fuck somebody's car up or something because they have watered you down so much that like everybody wants to find Bigfoot. And I kind of feel like, you know, you don't just want niggas running up, you know, running through your forest, running up in your crib. You know, you might be eating a bowl of cereal or something and they, they these tourists are looking for Bigfoot. I don't think they have the I don't think they put in their respect on Bigfoot's name the way that they should. See, the Loch Ness Monster, there's always going to be respect on sea monster names because the sea has respect on its name by itself. You know what I'm saying? You could get in a fucked up position just looking for something in the ocean. But the forest, on the other hand people feel like because they feet is on the ground you know what i mean they, they can't drown in there they could possibly get away faster like all these thoughts run through a, a human being's mind when you're comparing forests to the sea so um anyway you know i uh have i have to get to scotland you know to, to look for nessie but i've come to this conclusion you know that that you know or this hypothesis um that nessie might be an interdimensional being and Nessie may very well be able to flit in and out of this dimension whenever, which is why sometimes there's like a lot of sightings and sometimes there's not. And then most um, sea monsters or whatever you want to call them, it's similar. You know what I'm saying? Like there's certain selections of time where they pop up. And then there's certain selections of time where they're not even around at all. And you can and I'm talking about like they have had. um Loch Ness Monster shit, like where they, you know, they scour the lock and sometimes they go through and do that shit and they're, they don't get not one hit. Like they don't even get a hit. They don't even get like hits from fish from like big schools of fish and shit like that. Then there's sometimes they'll go and they'll get huge ass hits on like the sonar and stuff. And it won't be like groups of fish together or big ass. It'll be like an anomaly. You know what I'm saying? Like some anomaly shit. And then it'll be gone just like that. You know, and that and that's that's in a lot of places. There's some footage on YouTube right now. Um of a couple 
and they're just like at a lake house. And this is, it wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't intended. Like, you know how there's footage out there that's like intended to be um, like sea monster found here or sea monster footage. This was just a, a couple, like just on a boat chilling. Like they had just come from, you know, they would do was just like taking a footage of the, um, like of the house, like while they were on a boat and, you know, some shit flipped some shit popped up and it wasn't no area where whales would be it wasn't you know what i'm saying it was like a little lake you know what i'm saying that like if a whale was in there how the fuck did it get there ufo must have just put it there but so um you know there's like some fucked up you know shit in the water and he turns and looks and just two big ass humps come out of the water you know what i mean so but as he's looking he's in the motion that he turns, whatever it was, was up for the, the, the wife, his wife or his girlfriend or his daughter, whoever the, the, the lady was that was on there. She um, was able, she like made noise like, oh, look, look. My. So she saw the whole thing. And then when he looked, by the time the camera was on it, you know, we could only see what it was. But I, I swear to you. And I had, I'm the guy who back in 2003 was sitting in his room watching every single YouTube video, reading every single book I could read on anything extraterrestrial, cryptozoology type, you know, Loch Ness Monster, anything like that. And I never, I never, ever, ever saw, I've never seen any footage that one hit me in my gut like that. So if we want to go back to what we were just talking about, I never had one that hit me with a clear sentient feeling just like that did. And two, I watched that, I watched that same video at least 1400 times. Now, maybe I'm over exaggerating, but I sat there for, I, I paused it. I did the little, uh, slow speed up so you could see it. And I, I've never gone that hard before. And the reason I did was because in my heart of hearts, fourth eye of fourth eyes, soul of souls, I knew that that was what it was. You know what I'm saying? I just knew it. And um, there was nothing else. There was no more footage. It was no, I mean, like, cause it was just people on vacation filming shit. So it wasn't like this person went back to try to do it again or whatever, you know? And, you know, it, 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 it reinvigorated me to get on this, to get back on my Loch Ness Monster search. So Scotland, you know, um, post pandemic, a brother is going to holler. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to see something. You know what I mean? I mean, I've seen a UFO in my life and I damn sure know that I'm going to see another one. But I have to see some type of sea monster anomaly, some type of... it doesn't. And even if it's not the Loch Ness Monster, that's just because, like, you know, I'm K-E-L-L-E-Y. So I'm Scottish by nature. You know what I'm saying? So I need to get there. Plus, there's some castles, there's some haunted castles that a, that a nigga's got to see, too. So, you know, it is what it is. But, um... Yeah, Nessie, you know what I'm saying? Nessie and other cryptids, are they interdimensional beings? Are they ETs? Where, here's a theory. Could, could they have been dropped off here by extraterrestrials as guardians? You know what I mean? Like, to, as guardians, funny. At, you know, it's a Thor joke. Um, but, uh, you know, as to, like, is, is Bigfoot or the Abominable Snowman or the Jersey Devil or... Uh, the Loch Ness Monster, are they here to watch certain areas of nature? You know what I'm saying? Are they here to report back to the mothership? Who knows? I would love to, I want want to find out. I'm going to find something out. But if anybody has any insight, if anybody wants to weigh in, I would love to hear what people feel about that. Do you think that these, these cryptids are 
here with the extraterrestrial agenda or are they totally unrelated? Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, last topic I want to hit on today is a little philosophy for y'all. So one of my things in, you know, um, I'm going to refer back to, even though I try to leave it alone in the beginning, but one of the things that I've been hearing a lot in Clubhouse is um, a lot of knowledge being shared, you know what I'm saying, which is dope. A lot of people read, a lot of people find out a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of people retain a lot of information. But there's this thing that um, people are, you know, a lot of people I'm noticing that are, are sharing things with 100% surety with what, with I, I, one, they, they say, you know, this is what this is. And two, you know, the, the context of the things that they say. Um, so my question is, how do we know what we know? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know that, you know, the words that you read or the, that article you read or that book you read, and it could be a million books. Like you could have read a million books on the same topic and they all could, you know, reiterate the same shit. So you're like, yo, well this, this, you know, this is how I learned this, but how do you know? Do you, is there some research you can do to know that you know and that what you know is 100% factual. You know, is there re outside of the things that we actually can, you know, theories we can test and things that we can actually see that, yes, we know this is this because this is this, you know, but uh, stuff we say, like if we're having conversations about, like, for example, um, there's a guy on, you, you know, there's a guy that uh, is a pretty cool dude and he talks about how, um, you know, we're on a prison planet and extraterrestrials. Our, you know, this is our prison and they, you know, suck, siphon all our energy and shit like that. And I'm just like, OK, well, if this is a prison, you know, it's probably one of the best prisons ever, because what prison can you just decide to go get some ice cream in? What And like, this is the thing. I'm not saying it like, yes, be happy that you are in the Matrix. But I'm saying the way that we we look at prison, if somebody was like, yo, you're going to prison forever. You're not thinking that's cool because when I get there, I can still watch TV. I can still see my girl, my guy. I can still, um, you know, smoke weed. I can still like, no, that's not what prison means on earth. So if we're in some secret prison, then I mean, not even secret. If we're in some earthly prison, then that means that the ETs or whoever's keeping us prison saw it fit to make sure that we were happy in this prison. Like now. I'm not saying that we have because people go through a whole a lot of mental shit. Like, I'm not trying to get on like a one a one to one thing. I'm just saying generally, if I'm thinking that I'm going to imprison something, then I'm not going to try to make it as happy as it can be. Now, if you want to trick it to thinking that it's not in prison, then I understand. But either way, finding it out doesn't mean that, OK, now I'm now I found out I'm in a prison planet. Let's try to break out. You know what I'm saying? That's the. That is, if that's the next thing, then how do we do that? And I think that there's more to it than, you know, the, uh, the answers that were just given. But just using that as an example, how do you know that we're on a prison planet? You know what I'm saying? Because then there's another, and, and then, there, then there's other people who are like, well, we can escape, not escape, but we can, we can project to other places or we can go to other places. But if we're on a prison planet, then we can't, right? So those are two, um, opposing views both spit out with 100% surety. Like, I mean, to where these people will return to this same um, foundation to stand on every time. And there's no, mat there's no type of conversation you could have to make them be like, 
well, maybe I should look at this a different way. So my thing is, how do you know what you know is really that, you know? And then the next thing is, do we even really know anything? Quote unquote, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, do we really even know? Like, is is what you're saying and what you retained and all that, it, is that really what you know? You know what I mean? It, it, there's, it's such a philosophical conundrum because then you have to ask yourself, what is it to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you, you know, if you, if you know, then you're supposed to understand, right? What is it to understand? And it's like these words take on different meanings, just like a lot of things are doing now. Shit. (laughs) A lot of words don't mean, I mean, the way that the, the way that I hear, um, just like everyday citizens talk about quantum physics. And then the way that I hear, uh, uh, actual physicists talk about quantum physics is so different that you would think that the quantum physics that like the lay people like me are talking about it's not even that like you know what i'm saying it's like it's like a comic book to a comic book movie you know what i'm saying like that's how vastly different um it is so it's like how do you even know that y'all know what y'all know? And that's not just an indoctrinated thing that you were these numbers and equations and all this shit was just shit they put here to say was this. But why? But what if it's that? You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, that's where quantum thinking comes into play. And you got to try to think of every single scenario with the thought process that I'm also wrong. Like not what if I'm wrong? I am wrong. So it's you think of everything and then you say on top of that, I'm wrong. And then, that, that, you know, I, me personally, I just feel like that allows you to be free because then you don't have to stick to something. You know what I'm saying? You could just be and I don't mean like bandwagon. shit. I mean, you don't have to adopt the philosophy and be like, this is it. And this is what it's going to be. And if anybody tries to change my mind, I'm just going to argue with them and I'm not going to go or I'll intake what they say. But I still stand here. I think knowing that you're right. Knowing that you're wrong, knowing that it exists, knowing that it doesn't exist, gives you an element of freedom. And the major thing at all, do we really care? Like, do you really give a fuck? Like, right? Like, okay, there are, you know, like Gematria, for example, which deals with numbers. Um, If there was a way for me to find out how to win bets using that, which I think that uh, I think you I think that people have done. I don't know. But because I'm not too versed in gematria, I'm just using it as an example. You know what I'm saying? If there was a way that you could figure out what the lotto numbers are every day, you know, using this this method, I think I might care about it a little bit. If there was a trap door, which there could very well be, not even a trap door, just a door, like on some Truman Show shit, that we could find. If there, I haven't heard that theory yet. Like that, I haven't heard that one yet. That there might be a way to get out of here. And it's just, it's just as simple as a door, like in my construct episode. Um, if that's the case, then okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to find this fucking door and see what happens, you know, when we get to it. But other than that, you know, do you really, do you care in a way where it's affecting your life? Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay, I know, you know, if it's 100% true that we're on a prison planet, you know, and you care about it, how do you, how do you continue to to live a normal life. You know what I'm saying? If you, um, I don't know, what's, what's, what's another example? You know, um, if inner earth is real, you know what I'm saying? If, if, if there are, you know, if you can get to the, if you can get inside this earth and inside this earth, there is a sun and an ecosystem and a whole bunch of shit and some big ass beings and all that shit. And 
They're like, yo, this is all you got to do to get there. And when you get to a certain depth, there will be a nigga sitting there to greet you. You know what I'm saying? Not like saying what's up, but somebody there because, you know, they just got to, you know, they got to watch niggas that's coming in, in the earth, in her, in her, in her earth. You know what I'm saying? But if, if you knew that, you might care about it a little bit more. It might be like, yo, I mean, me. It might be like, yo, okay, I want to go see. I mean, I care about all of this stuff, but I don't care about it in a way where I'm going to argue about it. I don't care about it in a way where if somebody else doesn't agree or doesn't subscribe to it, I'm going to be like, oh, man, that's fucked up. I can't fuck with you no more. Like, nah, you know what I'm saying? So I want to know, do we even do, do like all the stuff we know and we learn and we, we debate about and talk about and all that? How much do we care about it? How much does it play a part on our everyday life as far as just being banter? You, I mean, it's, I'm like outside of just being banter, I mean, you know, so one thing I think we need to understand is that no matter what we know, there is always, always a possibility of it not being true at all. Even things that are true, right? <laughs> because there's a way to expand on whatever truth that we have and create another truth or put that shit away and be like, let's manifest some new shit. You know what I'm saying? Let's create. Some, I'm not using manifest anymore. Let's create something new. You know what I mean? And and I, I have a vocab list of words that I'm not using because it's just it's it's getting out of hand. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. Um, but yeah, so just know that we know nothing like Socrates says. Right. But we know everything like Schrodinger's cat. The cat is simultaneously alive and dead at the same time. Quantum thinking thinking that you're right or knowing that you're right and knowing that you're wrong. All these things as crazy or uh, um, separate as they sound are one thing. And I think that that creates the amount, the level of freedom so you can break out and think clearer, which is clear. <laughs> so uh, we all come, we come back around. So I hope everybody has enjoyed this one. I definitely did myself. I hope everybody, uh, you know, got some good information. If you want to hire me as a mentor or a coach, you know, I can yield you $90,000 in a day. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not a coach. I'm not a mentor. None of that shit. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you learned something. I learned something. Love everybody out there. Make sure you stream all the episodes of I Don't Know Yet. The last one was The Construct. This one, I'm not even sure. Um, Neptune is Prime is out right now. Make sure you stream that. Uh, all the other EPs and shit like that, make sure you stream from yours truly. And I will catch you guys on the flip side. Bobby Neptune, over and out.